my phone on to do not disturb. I wish I could do that to my anus right now because it is uh it is dis- disrupting me in- internally very badly. Awesome. Didn't need to hear that anyway. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hoop Dreams, the basketball podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, powered by our pals at Audio Technica. My name is Matt Tilby, and I'm joined by the Zach Levine and Laurie Markinen of 8-Bit. I'll let you decide who is who. It's John Peck and Brendan White. Boys, welcome on in. How are we doing? I think I think I would probably be Laurie in this situation, but I'm actually going to sub him out and be Pooh Richardson right now because my insides are feeling a bit, uh, <laughs> bit how's your father? And I'm going to correct you, the 8-Bit Collective, it's dead, baby. This is just 8-Bit now. Yeah, the Collective, yes. that was so 2020. We get with it. The but Collective anyway, is dead. Okay. Long live the Collective. Long live the Collective. Uh, Jono Levine, how you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Just trying to decide like whether I'd be rather be, be Zach Levine or Laurie Markin and I guess it's Levine but I don't know if I'm I don't know next to you Brendan whether I deserve that because you're the you're the big dog that's been putting in all the work with all the oh. 8-bit rebranding <laughs> well it's uh you know I'm back I don't know what noise that was but it was something <laughs> in my household ghosts here but uh no it's been a it's been a busy few weeks for, for 8-Bit and uh, you know all the work we've all been putting in as a collective. Uh, the only using of that word that is appropriate now because the 8-Bit collective dead. But anyway, long live, long live 8-Bit. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a year already. Like it's uh, the back end of January yeah. and it has been a very tumultuous couple of weeks, but I'm excited to talk some hoops and um, talk some life and admire both your sets of glasses and just just living just yeah. living tell me how are you doing we didn't ask how are you i'm good man i'm uh had a couple of job interviews been been chilling just uh getting through life as best as i can through this tumultuous time but uh it's a win well it's a win for now we don't know exactly how these job interviews are going to go so knock on wood we'll uh see what happens but uh yeah i mean we've got a lot of basketball to get through so i feel like we uh Shouldn't delay as we uh, check out what's been happening over the last two weeks since we last recorded. And uh, there has been one major thing that has happened, in my opinion, over the last fortnight. And that is, of course, the James Harden trade. Mm. Man, this this happened literally, what, two days after we recorded last time? So we didn't really get to, to talk about it too much, but... It happened. It finally happened. He's uh, held the the Rockets to ransom, as we expected. And uh, it almost looked like he just shed about 10 kilos the second he got into Brooklyn. It's the black, the slimming black uniform. (laughs) Slimming black. (laughs) (laughs) The crazy part is even though he held the Rockets to ransom, the Rockets were able to get a ransom for him. Like, we were sort of talking offline and you sort of listen to a heap of other podcasts or see social chatter and they're like, has this just tanked Harden's value in a trade anyway? And it was like, no, no, no. It was, you know, they got all that in a bag of chips for him. So uh, well done to the front office of Houston for for still somehow selling high, even though he was disgruntled, uh, you know, in an, with an asterisk out of shape and everything else. But 
they still got an absolute bomb for him mm. um, with like this massive big four-team trade. Yeah, I've actually got the the entire trade in front of me. It could take a while to go through. I'll go through it as quick as I can. The Nets get Harden and the 2024 second from the Cavs. To the Rockets go Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, and Rodion's Kuruch. The Rockets also get Brooklyn's three unprotected first-round picks from 2022, 24, and 26. Uh, they also get the pick swaps in 21, 23, 25, and 27. And they also get Milwaukee's 2022 first-round pick from Cleveland. And then that also brings in the Pacers, who get Karis LeVert from the Rockets. They also get the 2023 second-round pick from the Rockets. And then the Cavs also get Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince from the Nets. So a lot to wrap your head around for that one, let's just say. I think... um. It's one of the few trades, especially with this amount of moving parts and teams involved, where I think every team would be happy with what they got. Like, yes. I don't look at one team here and go, "Oh, you were certainly the, uh, you know, the bottom end of this totem pole." Like, I think everyone walked away with a good, good package of players and/or picks. Uh, like the Cavs just sneaking in and picking up Allen. Like they've they've got so many big men at the moment, and. Um, yeah, they're playing really well, but we'll talk about them later. But yeah, it was it was a cool, it was an exciting trade to see. Uh, and it's funny that that Harden and all his uh, his sort of bleak outlook and, and woe is me mentality evaporated instantly. And he's just been balling out with the Brooklyn Nets. But you know, he got what he wanted, and everyone I think got what they wanted here. And yeah, I'd be I'd be happy if I was any one of these teams. Yeah, I agree. I think it certainly makes the Nets uh, definitely a contender in the East now. I know that they were sort of up and around the playoff spots at, at the time of recording, but they certainly look a, a completely different beast with either one of those two of the three that they've been having so far. I know that uh, Kyrie's just come back uh, to play a couple of games as well, but especially that first two or so games where it was Harden and KD, that reunion of the Rockets big or certain of the Rockets the Thunder big three I should mm. say from days of old but yeah they're going to be an interesting uh, interesting team but they've also got th- still three open roster spots um, as well as a 5.7 million tax mid-level so they've got a, a little bit of wiggle room there I guess but they need to find a big man and yeah, someone badly. that can defend <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny because you look at what they need and the kind of player they need is the one that they just sent Cleveland in Jarrett Allen they just need yeah. someone like that but I don't really know who the candidates are it's funny like they it's you almost wonder whether they should have tried to like get Drummond back in that deal like I don't know I don't mm. think that would be possible because he's on such a big contract but yeah there's got to be a big man out there even if it's someone that's a second string on another team that could just plug in there yeah. n- next to KD and just like even like a JaVale McGee kind of guy. It's exactly what I was yeah. going to say. And, and mm. he's obviously hanging out with the cabbies. They could have got him back. Yeah. And he's on a, I think he's on about 4 million. So his salary is yeah. not too bonkers. And he won't be playing really like when you've got Allen and Drummond, unless their intention is to get rid of Drummond, which is very possible because. Well, they've still got Kevin Love as well. And he's been sort of, there've been rumors obviously for donkeys yes. months that he's been trying to get himself out of there. So maybe it could be. Mm a bit of a rejig and they might get mm. some I guess picks for him for the future. They got a lot of stuff to work with. They're in a they're actually in a surprisingly good position at the yep. moment, which is mm. see not, my underdogs they're yeah. they're starting to pay off. <laughs> I've been riding these cabs for a few weeks now and I'm feeling good. Well that that two game series against uh, obviously the the team that we just talked about in the Nets and 
they really took them all away, which is promising to see. So, yeah, the crazy other part that sort of came out of this trade is obviously the uh, the medical concerns with uh, Levert, how they've found some kind of uh, tumor in his person, and obviously he's getting getting that worked on, and they had to then increase the the trade and give like some cash as well as a second round pick as a bit of a sweetener there to the paces. So mm. yeah, you know, you, you don't, you don't want to hear anything worse out of that. So we wish, wish him all the best and a speedy recovery and that it's nothing too major, but yeah, it's crazy that that sort of came out after the trade was pretty much all official and over the line. Mm. I think the other thing as well is on the rocket side of things, you've got Victor Oladipo, obviously a, a very solid player in his own right, probably not to the, the level of of a Harden just yet, but we've shown he's you know we've, we've seen he's got flashes of brilliance there, but he still just seems like there's rumblings going around that he's probably not there for the long run. Rumors that he still wants to go to the Miami Heat. Hmm. You would be a little bit concerned if you were the Rockets that he's only there just as a you know a stopgap, so to speak, for, for for lack of a better word. But would you be concerned in that in that sort of sense? I don't, I don't know. I think Houston's a pretty good city from all accounts and james harden certainly liked living there for eight years or whatever it was <laughs> good, good nightlife i hear yeah yeah, yeah exactly and they've always been a team that can sign big free agents um unlike indiana or wherever not that miami isn't that as well but i think houston has way more cap room to mess around with than what miami does especially with bam getting paid and with jimmy butler getting paid and uh the the very clear one and two or one a and one b first options in in bam and, and butler i don't really know how oladipo fits into that it would be quite a um especially because you got hero and yeah, these other young it, guys coming through it would like, be yeah, quite duncan a, robinson yeah, as well it would be yeah. a significant sacrifice for him to say i'm the third guy not you know i'm the guy which he is mm. in houston at the moment so uh, well, yeah, we'll see where that goes, and they'll be doing everything they can to keep him there. And if, if the season is a disaster, then yeah, maybe it, maybe it's the kind of thing where he's like, "This isn't working for me," and I'll see cut your losses, who who, yeah. uh, who can offer me a lot of money. But yeah, I think Oladipo himself as a player is a guy that I want I want to see do it for like a couple of seasons, healthy. Um, there's been flashes like there was some flashes in Orlando and then he kind of stunk it up in OKC and then he kind of found form again in Indiana but he's obviously been hurt so much so it's like I I just want to you know there's been too many guys in the NBA that have had like that one really good season and then disappeared like you know Mm -hmm. Danny Granger's and people like that who who, you know they, they kind of flash in the pan or it's just an injury that hits at the wrong time and they can never find a fit that works for them or their their spot gets taken and they lose their confidence it's just hard to to see with a guy like Oladipo where you know you do see that he's he's done this before but then you know he's not showed up in the playoffs or he's he's been so hurt that you wonder is he like you just kind of compared him to James Harden before he's he's nowhere near that for me at this point. Oh, no, I said I, I said he wasn't at that level yet. Yeah, I, think I don't he's... know if he'll ever get there. I like, guess is my point, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much but, uh, Tyreek Evans, really. You know, yeah. He sort of, he blew yeah. up and then faded into obscurity fairly quick and yeah, see if we can get some more longevity out of Depot because he's a hell of a player when he's healthy, but mm-hmm. that's the thing. The health is so touch and go with him. So hopefully he can stay good because if he sticks around with the Rockets, like... 
Wall's looking good. Christian Wood is looking like an absolute beast. And uh, I'd almost say that it's it's Christian Wood's team at the moment with the way he's playing and everything else. But if they can all grow together and stay healthy, I think I think they could be an exciting team on the rise. Like not enough to probably get to the, the big dance, but still compete and, and sneak into the playoffs, I reckon. Mm. Well, Boogie also were uh, picking up where he left off today with a, uh, a 28.17 rebound Ooh. night. So he's uh, turning back the clock with mm-hmm. the uh, the Rockets in the win over the, the Mavs. Um, something, so Something magical in that strip of water, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, you wanted to talk about some awful teams, Jono, it says on our document here. Um, yeah, so... There's two things I wanted to talk about. So the awful teams, the the takeaway for the last two weeks for me is that we don't have as many awful teams as I thought we would, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference. Um, there's really only the Pistons and the Wizards that I think you could that you could call truly awful. Uh, the, the the guys, you know, the, the guys that I thought would be in that conversation would be you know the Knicks the Bulls, the Cavs, and they're all winning at the moment. Or they're, you know, I think the last 10 games, they're all sitting around 500, which is really mm-hmm. impressive um, for them to hold on to that form where, you know, when it's such a small sample size, you kind of think, okay, uh, maybe they've had an easy schedule or maybe they've had a lot of home games or maybe um, things are just working and other teams haven't figured out their systems and their their play style yet. But we're here and we're, I guess, 20 games into the season and they're still, you know, looking at their, their last 10 games, still winning enough to be in that playoff race, if not, you know, one of one of the favourites to probably sneak into 7 or 8 seed there in the East. So, yeah, I guess my, uh, my instinct is to write off some of these teams because they've just been bad for so long. But I'm now sitting here like, okay, well... You can't really write anyone off in the East except for the Pistons, the Pistons and the Wizards. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, well, I, like even the I, even the Hornets have like flashes of brilliance where they'll beat like a really great team. And um, Hayward goes off for forty, like he's had a career high. And Lamelo's been better than I think a lot of people expected. And Rosier's been really great recently. Mm. So it's yeah, it's it's like even though they're not winning tons of games, the Hornets, you know, that they're a team that. Like I, I don't think any of us would be shocked if they were the eighth seed, like mm. the way the things are going, and the magic obviously right there as well. Well, I think as well, it also hurts the Wizards. Obviously, the amount of injuries that they've had, yeah. um, guys like Thomas Bryant being out for the season, and, and obviously their big piece in Westbrook being out for a little while. But also, you have to remember as well, they haven't played in about two weeks. Obviously, COVID just absolutely ravaged them. Um, they're still at three and eight so that's they've still got almost a full week of games yet to play mm. um it's going to be rough for them too there's going to be yeah. like you know four games in the, in a week and things like that for them to catch up on so it's tough well they've just yeah. they've just signed uh jordan bell and alex len just to basically back up the team because they've just had absolutely no one available for them um so best of luck do them mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, the Knicks sitting at eight and nine, and the Bulls and Magic at seven and nine. So still a possibility that any of these teams could uh, sneak into the gate, which is fun to see. I will give you a bit of a uh, a bit of a quick question: Who do you think has the best defense in the league right now, holding teams to just over one hundred points? I think it's the Knicks. 
Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. He's got a winner. Isn't, it is the Knicks. Isn't that crazy? It is absolutely absurd to think about. Uh, it's Thibodeau oh, doing the yeah. Knicks, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's yeah. his thing. That's what he hangs exactly. his hat on. And, you know, it's. It, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. I, I guess I'm surprised that it's worked so quickly. Like, mm. to, to learn a new defensive scheme, like, that takes time, especially young guys that haven't played in that kind of system before. But Thibodeau is a guy that just works people to the bone. So I'm sure that, you know, especially having young guys, they probably are quite hungry to to do something that's, you know, to, to learn something that they think is going to put them in a better position to win. And when they've been bad for so long, I guess it's just like, we'll do anything. You know, I think that's what mm. I would be thinking if I was on that team. So it's cool. It's, it's good. I'm happy for the Knicks fans out there who, you know, it, it, it's not going to, I don't think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs, but they're an interesting team, which is the first time you've been able yeah, to. Yeah, they're first actually for looking competitive for the <laughs> yeah. first time in God knows how long. Yeah. Like Stonemeyer, Mellow Days or exactly, something. Exactly. Since Linsanity, basically. And oh, there's like, so there's these flashes of like, oh, maybe there's something in this guy or maybe like, you know, we're seeing some promise from, from Toppen and like Austin Rivers is suddenly like a starting quality point guard and he's having these like big, you know, go ahead threes and stuff. It's like, oh, like there's these moments that the Knicks have not had for a long time. So it's great. Yeah, it's, it's good to see. Brendan, we've obviously mentioned the Cavs a little bit, but you wanted to touch on them just before we move on? Yeah, um, I sort of subtly chucked a little brag that I said I was back in that horse early and, and I'm still feeling pretty good. And, and what what we mentioned at the start of the pod is the fact that they, they beat the Nets twice, you know, in, in back-to-back games. And they're just a, like, they're fun to watch again, which is a weird thing to say about the Cavs. Like all these young guys are playing within themselves but also they seem to have each other's back and a bit of understanding out there like Sexton dropping that 42 in the in the double overtime win like he was looking god tier in that game and Mm. like Drummond Nance coming off the bench for them has been really good like you were talking about Kevin Love earlier but even him like in that overtime win I was watching it and like on the sideline like he was extremely animated and enthusiastic and you know hugging his teammates and like he seems to almost brought back into the Cavs again after just being a, a sort of hired gun for, for the last several years. So they're good fun and they're on mm. the upswing and all their young guys are playing and the fact they've got this this depth at the four and five with, with Drummond, Nance, Allen and Love, like that's that's you know, probably better than just about most of the teams in the league as far as as far as big man depth goes and, and obviously trades will occur and I think they'll They'll make out like bandits because they they got Drummond for a moldy sandwich last year. No one wanted him, <laughs> and after the sort of start of the season he's had so far, I reckon they could potentially flip him for a first or maybe like a, a decentish young piece mm. and a pick. So um, I'm curious to see what happens with Drummond, but like the fact they got they got Allen there now, he's their center of the future. He's looking really really good, and then the Sexland front court. Uh, Oh, like the Sexland boys, I'm all about it. I can't wait to see when Garland gets back, um, and they're all healthy. But I'm I'm actually enjoying watching them play. Like I've been mm. watching a lot of sort of their games, like afterwards or just catching highlights, and they're just a really fun team to watch. They've got a lot of sort of complete, well not complete players, but they've got a, a nice diverse lineup with a good mix of defense and offense. And just yeah, the, who would have thought that the Cavaliers, who have been the the joke 
of the league for many many years outside mm. of when Bronny was went back and got the chip for him like they're they're on they're on the upswing and uh they're in the finals at the moment it's crazy interesting it'll be great to see and we will just touch on one point before we move on of course uh we we saw the return of Kyrie Irving over the last uh, couple of days yeah. and things did tend to swirl around that he perhaps may have not been in the best I guess headspace at that point obviously mental health is something that we take pretty seriously at 8 bit yeah um what do you guys think of this is 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 someone like Kyrie in this position do you feel like he's probably not all that with it at, at this point in time does he need to have a, a bit of a sabbatical or, or what do you think is this guy I think on? that's what's happened like I, I wanted to talk about this because you know he disappeared he went off the grid without I guess really making it clear to his team what was happening and to the fans and everyone there was people I don't know if it was on, on our podcast or on other conversations I've been having but I remember the, the question being asked like is Kyrie coming back this season and for that question to even be out there shows how much in the dark he left everyone. Um, but so I guess my point is that when that happened, the response from the basketball world was, you know, Kyrie's a bit of a loose cannon. He doesn't care. He's um, unreliable. I, I made a joke about, you know, he's. I said it on Twitter, he's an amazing bowler, but there's a reason that Boston and Cleveland don't miss him, which I, I, I still mm. think is true. But when he when he's come back and said that he just had to take some time because of, you know, things going on in his life, I think that we we need to, as a like basketball community, acknowledge like how important it is for players to look after themselves. And we've heard uh, Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan talk about mental health and how much it, it can you can struggle in the NBA with the the lifestyle and Paul George in the in the bubble last year or yeah in the bubble talked about how that situation really just messed with his head a bit and affected his play so I, I wanted to say like good on Kyrie for looking after himself but as he has admitted in in interviews since coming back he needs to communicate with his team and like I think no one would fault someone for saying taking a mental health break i'm going to be back in hopefully this amount of time rather than just disappearing and say i don't want to play um so that's that's what i wanted to say about it yeah it's tough like in in anything work life professional sports friendships whatever you need to do what's best for your health mentally and physically first and foremost but yeah as you said jp like it's it's, it'd be good for to to tell people what's going on, but that's also easier said than done. It's not easy yeah. to, to put the hand up and be like, hey, I'm struggling here. I need some time. So no doubt being these alpha and omega athletes, they'd, they'd constantly be trying to probably dismiss it. You know, it's all good. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. It's nothing to worry about. It's, I'll be I'll be all right and push through. And I'd say there was probably a bit of that going on. Like it's not weak to put your hand up and say, I, I need some help. You know, I need to step away. I need some support and I think if more people can do that and sort of lessen that stigma that especially for people in the public eye or, or even, um, you know, being males ourselves, it's, you know, it's, I, I grew up being taught from, from my dad in the country and stuff, you know, you, you never show weakness, you know, you don't show emotion, all that kind of stuff and it's... Yeah, boys don't cry. It's all a load of, of shit. Yeah, it's all a load of shit. Like I'm super happy to see 
on the free-to-air television now, they're doing a lot of public awareness and, and advertisements on it, you know, showing that it's okay to to be happy, sad, upset, cry, you mm. know, speak speak your heart or your mind or your heart. And yeah, the world needs more of that, you know. It's, it's hard enough without trying to carry all that on your shoulders. And I'm happy that Kyrie is addressing that and trying to work forward. But hopefully, it just becomes more of the norm mm. where everybody can sort of say, "Yeah, I need need to take some time. You know, I need to look after my mental health, or I just need a break." There's nothing wrong with with stepping away and, and sort of having a little soft reset on yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think mm. that one one of the issues that comes into to this as well is um, Kyrie's in a professional league where he's an employee and he's you know, set aside the fact that he's making however many millions and millions of dollars to, to be there and to play. Like, if he if, if any of us decided tomorrow morning I'm not feeling well, I'm feeling, you know, depressed or, what, or like having anxiety and I'm not going to go to work today, we wouldn't just text our boss and be like, I'm not coming in and I don't know when I'm coming back. I don't think we would anyway. I, I think we would say, hey, I, I need, I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. I yeah. think I think that's like the professional way to do it, and and I think that you know I, without having been in the circumstance, whatever Kyrie is facing, I, I hope that that's what I would do, and I hope that that's what he would do, ahead and mm. going ahead in the future, um, and obviously when you have you know millions of dollars at play and fans, and I, I guess there's not the issue of people paying to go to these games, and he's not there, so that's kind of he gets a bit of a free pass in that regard, but. Uh, I, I, th- I think it's good that he, in these press conferences, has come out without people asking him and said forthright, like, I should have talked to the team more. Yeah, I think I think there was definitely... I think both parties were probably at fault. I think there was... Both parties can probably learn a little bit of, a little bit of things from this. Um, Kyrie obviously at fault for, you know, not giving the Nets any sort of idea of what's going on. Um, and the Nets probably could have done a better job in probably addressing those issues or, or trying to take the time and, and sit down with Kyrie and, and ask, hey, do you need a hand? You know, we have given a, a, a multi-million dollar company like the the Nets, they probably have those resources available where, you know, we've probably oh, got a team doctor. 100%, or a, yeah. And they can be like, we can have someone sit down with you or we can point you in the right direction for, for someone who can have a chat with you. So it's not like they're absolutely unable to provide for someone like Kyrie Irving, who's obviously pretty well paid himself. So the resources would have been there. I think it's probably just the Nets probably haven't done the best in uh, addressing that issue. They've obviously assumed that he's left because he's just, you know, like you said, John, a loose cannon. um, And they had obviously fined him or the NBA did um, accordingly. So Mm. I think both parties probably misconstrued it a little. But I, I feel like it's it's probably something that can be worked on moving forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's not telling, them, if they can't reach him and he's not telling them what's wrong, it, it's hard yeah. for them to go. You don't oh, know what you don't know. Yeah, they can't be mm. like, oh, it's probably mental health. Let's send our psychologist over to his house. Like that's that's put them in a difficult position where they have to be seen as taking some kind of action. But you're you're right, Matt. Like I, I guess they need to be, I guess checking in on people regularly, like. Th- whether it's a psychologist or they have a chaplain on the team or whatever it might be like like if uh you know i think a good boss is is trying to keep tabs on how everyone's doing and you know whether that's steve steve nash or kevin durant like other people in the locker room's responsibility to know 
what's going on as well. Maybe it's just the, you know, people not wanting to uh, air the, the dirty laundry or, or say what's not their place to say that he's struggling with mental health. Who knows? It's um, mm-hmm. It might be something <clears throat> that, that um, kind of opens up or exposes some of the, the flaws in the, the systems we've got at the moment. But it's um, it's it's just, like you said, Brendan, good that it's in the open now and it might make it more easy for people to to get through these kinds of periods. Mm. No, 100%. And, uh, if you are listening, of course, and, and you do have some issues yourself, I'm sure we'll be able to um, link a couple of um, places that we recommend in the show description as well. We obviously hope that uh, you can take the time out for yourself and, uh, and and do those sorts of things as well. So, But uh, let's, let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Where are we moving? Well, we're moving to basketball bit. Basketball bits. I was waiting for Brendan to uh, <laughs> to lead in on that one. I was, I was finding it. I was finding it. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, we, we move on to uh, one of the stories that I wanted to talk about in basketball bits. Some weird and wonderful stories going on in, in basketball right now. And, of course, we, we move back to the Cavs. Yeah. We can't stop talking about them um, today. But uh, we move to Kevin Porter Jr. And this is one of the more, it's crazy. I guess, Sorry crazy stories we've had in in the league at least so far this season he's uh, come back from an extended absence i believe he was in trouble with some law enforcement authorities for uh, yep. some gun gun possession was the charge that i had heard um he's come back i think after about six to eight months and of course the Cavs being involved in the the james harden trade received tory and prince prince has received uh Porter Jr.'s locker and Porter Jr. has been moved, I guess, to where the new kids are or or where, um, I guess, the new players usually get moved. He's not taken that very well. He's apparently thrown some food. Word was that he used the term modern-day slavery in the outburst that's apparently happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, news to me. Like, that's so whack. Is that in reference to the food, maybe? Like, the catering was average? or <laughs> Who knows? But, like... The Cavs obviously didn't take that very well, and he's uh, at the time of recording. He's now been traded back to the Rockets. So the Rockets once again are still in the, <laughs> still working with the Cavs in this scenario. But what do you guys think of this? Because obviously it's been going around the basketball world at this point in time. The uh, the pundits have all basically said, and I was listening to Ernie Johnson and Kenny the Jet Smith talk about it, and Kenny basically was saying. I, I stand with Porter Jr. here. Like, if someone's moved my locker without telling me, I would exactly, I'd, I'd feel exactly the same way. Yeah, like I'd it's, be it's moving, that's, moving that's my like, stuff without It's like yeah. I went away for work, you know, interstate for work, and I came home and someone else is like, like in my house sleeping in my bed or something. I'd be like, what the hell? Like, I know a locker and a bed are different, but like, as far as a, a comparison I can have from my life, I'd be upset. Like, where where's the common decency from the, the Cavs front office to maybe call kevin and just say hey you know mm. you've been going through some stuff you've been gone a while we're like just give him a call and let him know it's it's communication happening. again yeah, yeah. <laughs> communication is such a simple thing but hardly anybody can do it or do it well it feels like and um the, you know the way he carried on afterwards i don't um you know i don't approve of that type of behavior throwing throwing food and, and comparing it to slavery and whatever the hell else like clearly he's got some some things he's dealing with outside of uh, basketball as well. So hopefully they can get that under control in Houston. But yeah, just just communicate. That's what it comes down to. Like 
Cavaliers, call Kevin. Hey, we're going to give you Locker to Taurine. Is that okay? Yes? All right, no worries. Or no? Okay. We're doing it anyway, but just so you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that simple. 30-second phone yeah. call. That's it. Johnny, what do you think of this? Yeah, I mean, I, I think while Kenny the Jet Smith might have a point about how this is a faux pas, I also think uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is essentially a rookie Um I don't think he's in any position to be entitled to anything. I feel like, you know, you, you hear the stories about hazing and that kind of thing and you think really like is, is having your locker moved that big a deal in, in the scheme of things. Um, and yeah, sure. I think if it was me, I'd feel like, I'd feel dis- disrespected, but I would probably put my head down and be like, you know, internalize it, you know, do the whole MJ, like that's when it became personal thing. <laughs> And, and like, and, and then just like own that guy in in practice every day until you're getting his minutes on the court, uh, rather than get yourself kicked out of the out of town, which is essentially like Torian Prince, your, your Scott Burrell, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> exactly that they've basically driven him to the airport after this happened. So I think that it's just marred his name. Like it's 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 the kind of thing where he's in Houston now, and people are going to be like, that's the guy, that's the guy who you know cracked it because they moved his locker he's gonna blend in with cousins though yeah. he can just hide under his big uh <laughs> yeah, big yeah. shadow i mean maybe maybe it's something that i that we just don't understand because it's a locker room thing and it's like a sacred sacred thing and maybe you never touch a man's locker like maybe there's this whole thing that we don't know about but mm. on the surface it's just like dude it's it's a locker sure like maybe it's 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 a it's disrespectful it's a, it's like saying that they value this new guy more than you but exactly, if yeah. that if that's the case, then yeah, just like you know, make it make your viewpoint uh, heard in a mature way. You know, you can object to something without being a child, which it sounds like he you know was quite childish, uh, and move on and and turn it into a positive with with your attitude. Which uh, maybe he's going to learn from this with the way that it's gone. Maybe he regrets it. Maybe he's got rage issues. I guess there's a whole lot of variables here that we wouldn't really know without uh, being close to the situation. But that's that, that's my take. Mm. We'll see if the uh, the Rockets can uh, use this as a reclamation project yeah. and, and sort of repair his image. But uh, talent. If- you know, the boy can play. So mm. he could be a good pickup for him if they can keep his keep his head sort of leveled and keep him out of the, the headlines for the wrong reasons. Hopefully it's just based off his skill on the court. Mm. As we uh, we move on to an interesting sort of topic that I'd uh, only heard about over the last couple of days. It did, have, of course, happen last month of, during Christmas and Brendan's favorite team, the Boston Celtics, <laughs> um, in the Whoa. news for this one. <laughs> We're talking about Marcus Smart and, uh, well, I guess the Celtics got together uh, to enjoy a bit of uh, a secret Santa or like a team bonding exercise. But of course, it's not the traditional secret Santa is, of course, I guess, White Elephant. Has anyone done this with their work teams? Or I've obviously done a secret Santa, but White Elephant's not something that I've... I'm sure I've done it by done. another name. So what exactly is it? Like a, a swap one? Or you pick well, it out of... Oh, you pick it out and name it like a number out of a hat kind of thing? Well, it, it looks like you get gifted a an item and then apparently the the one nasty rule as the article states is the next person up could claim uh, the gift. Yeah, I've done that. We, okay, we so that. it looks it looks as if Smart's been given twelve year aged whiskey and I've I've done the the math here. It's approximately about thirty three bucks. It's, so why is it so cheap? 
Well, I don't must know, be a I don't small bottle. <laughs> yeah, twelve years is not a bad drop. Like I've got, I've got some twelve year bottles in my cupboard, and it's a hundred bucks each. So, mm. but he could have had he some must... basement. He could have had some Johnny Red or something like that. Mm. I'd say it's probably not uh, particularly fantastic if it was thirty three bucks. Uh, he was given that in the Secret Santa, but it was stolen. That uh, was the the key word in this article. Um, it was then replaced with a karaoke set, and that's what he settled on. So he was actually injured during that time. So who knows? Perhaps he can uh, sing the blues away during that time. But uh, Injured from uh, excessive flopping would be my bet. <laughs> I think the karaoke set's worth a lot more than $33. So he's probably yeah. done well out of that exchange. Well, I, feel, I think a, a couple of other players ended up getting uh, some $100 gift cards. I know that... Uh, Head coach Brad Stevens got a, a gift card, but he's opted to give it that, give that away. And Robert Williams got uh, one as well. So can I say how cheapskatey this makes them look? <laughs> These guys earn tens of millions of dollars, and then they throw in a hundred dollars worth of value to pseudo like brothers. You know, they talk about it as a brotherhood, and they're like, you know, they're they're with each other like three hundred days of the year, and all they can pony up is a hundred bucks. Like, come on. Oh, here's a twenty dollar gift card for JB Hi-Fi. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. This God. is like this is like that episode of The Office where everyone keeps stealing the iPod because it's <laughs> it's someone went over the spending limit. So yeah, you, you know they had to have like a hundred dollar limit on this thing. I don't know why someone bought like a cheap bottle of of whiskey with that. They should have mm. maybe bought three bottles. <laughs> Quick question: what are, What are some of the the best gifts that you've been given in any sort of uh, secret Sanders? I just got this Jamaican spiced rum thing in the last one I did. It was like a fifteen, I think it was a fifteen dollar limit, and it's it's just like the spices in the bottle. So you got to buy like the, a dark rum and pour it in and like let it ferment and stuff. But I'm looking okay. forward to trying that out. It's, it's a bit different. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a cool concept. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I've gotten a good gift from a secret Santa, so I'm just going to say none because nothing immediately comes to mind, and I just remember being disappointed at most of the. <laughs> Most of the gifts, it's either you get something like really cheap and's going to break the next day, or you're going to get some weird like sexual themed <laughs> gift. You know, that seems to be the norm with these types of situations. Oh man, I think mine has to be my little Luca Funko. Oh. See, that's that's good. Where'd that come from? Uh, secret. I think it. Yeah, well, secret. <laughs> Don't really know, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, Funko's being what twenty bucks. Really yeah. solid uh, gift there. So is that like a rebel, hopefully- rebel sport secret Santa or yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. No, that was pretty solid. Thank you for doxing where I've worked in the past. Oh. Uh- <laughs> Sports <code>. but, uh- <laughs> Hopefully, um- well, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, Marcus can get something a little bit better. <laughs> hopefully, Marcus can get something a little bit better next year. And, Maybe like uh- a proactive subscription. That guy's skin. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have bought him. How dare you? <laughs> he works hard. Yeah, and, flopping. Uh, we'll leave that for another time, I think. <laughs> but uh, we will end Basketball Bits with a bit of a shout-out for the one and only Steph Curry, who, of course, over the weekend overtook the great Reggie Miller for second place on the three-point shots all-time list, I should say. He's overtaken the 2,560 mark that... Mm. Uh, Big Reg had uh, made in his career. So congratulations to him. Obviously, it happened in a, a bit of a, a lopsided loss to the Jazz over the weekend. But, uh, I mean, he's definitely building the uh, the case for a Hall of Fame 
I guess, first ballot oh, entrance whenever he retires. He's a lock. He's there. Little stiff. If he retired yeah. today, he would be there, like first ballot. Mm. I, I remember when Ray Allen broke that record. It was such a, a great like occasion and the NBA really celebrated it because it was such a long-held record. Well, in the scheme of things, a pretty long-held record, like Reggie probably having been retired for 10 years or so and calling the game and Ray Allen breaking it and you know they kind of paused play and everyone celebrated it I didn't actually see how they reacted to Steph Curry I guess he was only taking second place so it's not quite the the big celebration but so Steph when he equaled the record held up uh, three and one to represent um, 31 Reggie's jersey number which I think was a nice little Mm. nod but obviously it's a a different sort of thing obviously Ray Allen still in first out uh, that's some daylight between them with 2,973. But the record, um, as I'm reading in the article, given the current pace that Curry's making threes, mm. it's about 100 games or so. Uh, so he could... God, that's uh, nothing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, by all means, it says he could reach the record late next season. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, he's certainly mowing it down and, and we could see yeah. the greatest three-point shooter of all time being... Uh, perhaps changing uh, changing guard so i wouldn't congr- yeah i wouldn't be yeah, congratulations to curry but i wouldn't be surprised if someone that's in the league now overtakes curry before it's all said and done like yeah. the, the way that offenses are based now and the way that the there's so much focus well partly because of how curry and the warriors have changed the game i think there's just so much more focus on three-point shooting like whether it's mm. trey young or you know <laughs> I, I, just give Tyler Hero some oh, time. Oh, Tyler Hero or whoever it is that comes up and, and like, you know, especially if they have like a 20-year playing career or something like that. Mm. Like you can just see. Yeah, it'd be like a bit of a hot potato with this record. Exactly. Just be getting taken every, every couple of years. Yeah, I, I mm. think that's the kind of thing. And like Reggie being such a, a unicorn for, for that era of a three-point shooter, it was a, a record that, that held for quite a while. He had the longevity as well. He played a really long time. Mm. And and Ray Allen in the same way, like just being like he could come out of retirement now to to extend his lead a little bit more. I think <laughs> if he really wanted to, like I have no doubt he'd be in great shape. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it, it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I think Cur- I think when uh, Clay and Curry both retire, I think they will be number one and number two on this list. Oh, you think Clay might actually I think, yeah, uh, I think, jump up? I think so. If he if he's health, yeah, you know, that's the big that's, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. If he's healthy, I think, um, yeah, he could easily reach that that level. I think. Mm. Well, congratulations to Steph on making it to number two, and hopefully, before long, we'll be congratulating him for for taking number one. Yeah. And hopefully, knock on wood, it'll be in front of a a home crowd. <laughs> But uh, we will move on to a bit of a reveal for our competition that we were hosting over the last fortnight. Of course, uh, we needed you to listen to the code word that was happening over our previous episode with the wonderful title, Slang and Wood. And um, (laughs) (laughs) laughing in the background there from from Brendan. But uh, it was a a veritable swag bag of some, some great NBA goodies from the likes of Nike, Stance, Mitchell and Ness, and then, of course, some goodies from our friends at uh, Audio-Technica as well as Manscaped. Um, Brendan, what do we have in that bundle again? Yeah, so there's there's some product in there from Manscaped. I think there's a T-shirt as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, some crop provider, some crop preserver in there. There's there's some good stuff to, to look after 
look after your own personal set of basketballs that's for sure <laughs> how ironic that you said that because of course the code word was sweaty balls sweaty <laughs> balls and we needed you to uh to get in contact with us with that code word and of course we are delighted to announce that the winner is tim rice yeah congratulations, congratulations. yeah yes. sweaty balls we, we had a few be, entries uh, too it's, 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 it, was, we did. it was quite funny seeing the dms come in just, just sweaty balls. Yeah, yeah. No context or anything. Just sweaty balls in a message to me here and there. I'm like, I beg your pardon. And then I realised, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. It's a competition. We, we asked for this. Thankfully, yeah. yeah thankfully, we didn't have any uh, pictures. No, yeah, I was uh, disappointed. No I thought someone was going to step up and send me a photo of their Jets crackers, but it never happened. <laughs> but uh, yes, we will be in touch very shortly, and we will get that uh, awesome prize pack out to you very very soon. But congratulations mm. for that. And uh, now, I would have normally done a, a game, but uh, Jono's taken the reins for this one. Yeah, we've got a new game. Hey, 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 hey. We're playing Faker For Real for the very first time. I love how creative we're getting with these jingles now. Yeah. I love it. Do we need to hear that one again? Hey, 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 hey. There's a lot of fakes thrown in there, JP. I thought it's jutted at first, so I downloaded a second time. And I'm like, no, that's no, just how it is. That's, Can we get DMCA's for that? That's Elaine no. um, Bennis on Seinfeld. It's it's all the one quote. It's it's not like a, a remix or anything. It's uh, if you don't know the, the quote, Brendan, you need to brush up on your Seinfeld. That's all I have to say. I clearly do. Yeah, I've watched a lot of Seinfeld over the years. Yeah, and then a little bit of Motion City soundtrack worked into the uh, jingle, but I'm sure that the three seconds, you know, with Brendan's shooting from the hip uh, jingles playing constantly, I figured we would be fine to, to play a bit of yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. So anyway, uh, Fake or For Real, a new segment that we'll do every now and then when I feel like it. And it's basically... We've got a revolving door of, of games here. Yeah, I've, I've just got like some stats that I've pulled from uh, the NBA world, mostly like lead team and, and player leaders or or whatever and i'm gonna get you guys to tell me if if the stats are for real or they're fake so without further ado we're gonna i'm actually gonna keep score as well so oh nice. good yeah <laughs> so uh we'll start with this one the miami heat is the worst rebounding league uh worst rebounding team in the league followed by the indiana pacers I'm going to say fake. I'll say they'll be bottom bottom third, though. I am going to say, just for uh, to keep it on the other side, I'll say for real. Mm. Well, it is for real. The Miami Heat are the worst rebounding team in the league. For the wow, okay. Bam, Bam gets that fat paycheck and he just starts slacking, <laughs> even though he dropped like 41 or something today. But... Uh, they're, not, yeah. they're not doing great, the Heat. They're, they're not. They're kind of the, the anti... Knicks, where they're like way down in the standings, and you're just wondering when they're going to start turning it around. Uh, Jimmy Butler needs to hurry back for my fantasy team. I haven't been able to play him in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that'll that'll cause a few losses when your best player's out. But so that's a, a point for Tilby and zero points yes. for, for Brennan. Uh, okay, next stat: there are seven bigs in the top forty players for assists. So we're going point power forwards or centers. Not in, so seven in the top forty. Seven bigs in the top forty. So we're not including uh, Ben Simmons, even though he's. Do we include six KD? Uh, I think KD was list is listed. Uh, this is going off CBSSports.com. I think KD yeah, was, was going to say this is this will be like a whole bunch of loopholes here that we're being like, does this person play this position or this position? 
Oh, jeez. Seven. Bigs. Bigs. Well, the Joker and KD are two of them for sure. Who else has been throwing the ball around a bit? Do you class Tatum as a big? No. Do you class okay. Giannis as a big? Yes, I would. I think he's listed as a power forward. Yeah. I Look, I'm just going to throw it out there and I'm going to say for real again. Okay. Well, for the sake of keeping things interesting, I'm <laughs> going to say it's it's fake, even though there's going to be a few up there. I think Sabonis will be in there too, maybe. Okay. You know, he throws mm. the ball around a bit, so that, that gets it telling halfway, but I'm, I'm going to go fake. So you're saying fake. Till we're saying for real. This is for real. Uh, seven yeah. bigs. Brendan, if you could name six of them, I'll give you a point. <laughs> I'm playing Hungry Game Show oh, rules here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Got the music there, Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> is Sabonis on the list? Yes. You said you um, said Joker. Joker. You said Durant. KD? Yeah, you got those three. Embiid? Nope. I'll, um, I'll give you three more guesses to get three to more get guesses. the next three. I'll give you four more guesses to get the next three. I'm trying to think of big boys that might distribute a bit. Vucevic? Nope. No, because so many of these big guys are getting like two or three assists. I'll tell you, all, all these guys on this list have at least five assists per game. All at least wow. five. Do we class to LeBron? No, no. He should be. He's a mountain of a man. Um, he is, but alas. I'm trying to think of other big guys that throw the rock around a bit. Can I get a hint? <laughs> uh, we've mentioned a couple of them already. Recently, when? we've mentioned a couple of them. Today, recently, yeah, like, like in the last in the last three minutes, we've mentioned them. In the last three minutes, what were we talking about before this? Christmas is coming, Brendan. Hey, fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> I think that the time uh, has has run yeah, out. Well, well and truly expired. Uh, so the the top assist getter of the bigs is Joker. Joker. Uh, of course. Then it's Draymond. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then it's actually Julius Randle. Surprise, surprise. Wow. All right. Then Kevin. See, see, but how did see? So Julius Randle, who's playing like a point forward, like LeBron, but LeBron's not in it, but Randle is. Well, Randle's so a power forward, and LeBron's a small forward because he's playing next to AD. This is, this, hey, take it up with CBS uh, I think Sports. you'll find that LeBron is playing the point forward position. <laughs> take it up with CBS Sports. Uh, so Julius Randle, then KD, then Sabonis, then Bam. That was the one that we previously mentioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. And then Heat Talk. And then Giannis just squeaking in there, another guy that we've just mentioned. So mm. that's, th- that's your seven. Uh, next, we have uh, the Sixers are leading the league in turnovers per game. I definitely think this is for real, given the amount that Ben Simmons has been turning it over. <laughs> See, this is tough because I don't want to just piggyback on. I want to try and claw it. How many, how many questions do I have at this? Uh, we have, after this, we have we have six questions after this. I love okay. that you're doing this on pen and paper. I'm, I'm going to go... Oh, he's got the phone as well. <laughs> I'm going to go fake just to try and claw a point yeah. back here. It is fake. It's actually the Heat are the, are the God, leading the league in turnovers. Followed yeah, what is going on with them? Rebounds, <laughs> I don't know. Followed by the Bulls, of course. Oh, you're Of, of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a point for the big dog. He's on the board. The big dog. Okay. 
<laughs> Here's one. I don't get any music when I win. <laughs> That's because Brandon's controlling the soundboard. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Seth Curry has a higher field goal percentage than every power forward in the NBA playing at least five games. So I'm going to say Seth, that's real. This is Seth Curry, not yeah, not. I'm going to yeah. say that's real because I know he's 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 shooting lights out of the moment. I'm going to go real. I'm getting in first with my my answer. <laughs> I'm going to be a real piece of shit and also say real. You're both wrong. It's fake. <laughs> but I wrote this a week ago, and when I wrote it a week ago, it was true. But he's oh, since oh wow <laughs> yeah it's crazy stat. But he's since missed like a ton of games with the COVID stuff, and I guess some other guys in the NBA have caught up some some power forwards. So fair play to him. Yeah, good on you, Seth Curry. He's shooting sixty point two percent from the field, and I think over fifty percent from three. That's bloody brilliant, to be honest. And he's on my fantasy team bench at the moment. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get like a ton of. He's not putting up a ton of shots, so that probably helps. Okay, so no points for that one. Uh, next one, Lonzo Ball is averaging seven more minutes of game time than Lamelo Ball. However, Lamelo is averaging more points, assists, rebounds, three pointers, and turnovers. Yeah, that's got to be got to be for real. I guess I'm just gonna try and get that point back to get it back to neutral. I'm gonna say it's fake, and it'll be like all of them bar one stat or something. You are correct, Brendan. It's fake. The three pointers. Uh, Lonzo is actually averaging 0.5 more three pointers per game. So it was what all just bar one. Yeah. So so Lamelo's oh. whooping him in points, assists, and rebounds. He's getting more turnovers, um, and he's only playing like 25 minutes a game, which is. Yeah. Pretty crazy. It's inevitable that they start him soon. It's got to be in the next few weeks, I think. Yeah. But do you think Lonzo's feeling a bit like? Do you think he's happy for his brother, or do you think he's feeling a bit like awkward? Like I'm definitely not the best player in my family. A bit awkward, I think. Yeah. And, and there's rumors already that they're de- like they don't see him as part of their future plans, and they're they're open to trading old Lonzo. Oh, I thought you so. meant the family. I was like, you can't disown <laughs> someone like that. Oh, they could. Them balls. They're very uh, very divisive people. Yeah, I saw uh, Lavar was on some podcast saying my boys aren't role players, so he he thinks they need to be given him more minutes. Obviously, um, so that's a point for Brendan to tie things up at two apiece. Next one, my my man Luka Doncic is leading point guards in rebounds per game with 10 rebounds per game. I'll say, yeah, I'll say that's real. Might as well say that's fake then. (laughs) (laughs) It is for real. Uh, He's leading uh, leading point guards in rebounds. Westbrook has 9.7, so he's right there behind him. So... Another point for the big dog. Uh, next one. Amongst players with five or more games under their belt. So we're not including average, like random center that comes in and plays one good game. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is top six in blocks. Top six in blocks for players that have played minimum five five games. Yeah. That's got to be fake. <sighs> hmm. He's been defending a bit more lately, but I haven't been paying attention to his stats. Wait, I'm going oh, to change. Oh. No. Well, I'll go real if you're going fake. What are you wanting to say, Tilby? I don't know anymore. <laughs> what, what was going to make you change your mind? 
I, f- I feel like the list that I was looking at, like on the, the league leaders every so often through Instagram, I feel like I might have just witnessed his name just mm. once. But Well, I'm, hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fake. I'll go for real then. <laughs> I need that point back. <laughs> it is fake. Ugh. He's actually number 12, but similar to that previous question, when I wrote this a week ago, he was top six wow. in blocks. Uh, he's you know fallen behind. I guess it's damn, small damn, sample size. Damn. So um, damn. Yeah, another point for Brendan. Uh, how many how many questions do we have left? We have two questions left. The last question is going to be worth multiple points though. Cause oh, okay. <laughs> uh, former Raptors teammates OG and Unobi and Kawhi Leonard are number one and number two in steals per game. For Kawhi's been Kawhi's been grabbing a few, and so's OG. Hmm. Number one and number two. I'm going to say fake. As much as I want to say the other other one to at least make it interesting, I think it might also be fake. It is fake. You're both Oof. correct. The lead leaguer in steals is Larry Nance. The Nance. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But OG and, and Kawhi are number two and three. So that's oh, damn. pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. There's a bit of truth to these fake ones. Uh, You both get a point there. And the last one. So this one is worth uh, three points. So of course it has. So (laughs) (laughs) if you get this right, till we you you win. And if Brendan gets it right, or if you get it wrong, he'll also win. Um, So this is not a. This is not really a statistical based one. This is just a. This is more like a, a. visual thing if Ennis Cantor fans wanted to get a new jersey every time he changed teams or changed numbers they would have six jerseys fake or for real <sighs> see I could just be a bitch and just wait for Tilby to answer and then just copy him that is I mean true. I could get it wrong yeah, but, but I'd still win. If you get it, yeah, exactly. Well, fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to do that though. I'm going to go the opposite of whatever Tilby answers. Okay. I'll let him. Son I'll let him have the fate. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's only fair. <laughs> I'm I'm drawing a blank. I've got like three teams, and that's about it. I'll I'll give you some some hints. Okay, so he was drafted by the Jazz. He w- then went to Oklahoma. He's also played for the Knicks, he's played for the Blazers, and he's played for the Celtics. Yeah, that's what I've got so far. Uh, let's just go fake. So that means I'm taking real, as per my word before. So how many jerseys do you think he's had? So 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 he's he's played for at least five. Like he's played for five teams, and I'm. Guessing there two, might be a number two, change. In two it? stints. Two stints at, the at Blazers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Final answer is fake, Tilby. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is fake. You've 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 done it. Congratulations. <laughs> we have to play some music here. Yeah, give me some music. <laughs> some, God, some Rocky winning music. Here's one for you. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Cantor came into the league wearing zero for the Jazz, then wore 34 for the 
Thunder. Then he changed to number 11 for the Thunder. Then double zero at the Knicks. Then double zero for the Blazers. Then 11 again for the Celtics. And then going back to the Blazers, he went to 11. So, Brendan, you can host your own fucking podcast now. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I just I was just randomly looking at some stats on Basketball Reference and I saw these like seven jerseys come up and I was like, how has one man won seven jerseys for five teams? Anyway. That's crazy. That's just greedy. It is. I, I get Especially for those lone Enos Cantor super fans out there that own all these jerseys. Like, it's rotting them. There's someone, yeah, in, well, there's someone in Turkey or somewhere trying to keep up with his... Well, at least you'll get the uh, the jersey insurance now on most uh, NBA jersey purchases. But there you go. yeah, a lot of a lot of changing for the former twenty four seven champion. Mm, Hell yeah! All right, let's keep let's keep this energy going as we move into this last part of the potty. And be careful where you point that thing. Blow your own face off. Bang bang baby. Bang bang baby. So we are bang, back. Bang. With the internet's favourite random, unorganised <laughs> pseudo game show, otherwise known as From the hip, ask questions later. <laughs> Such a banger! It's in my Spotify, my main Spotify playlist now. But anyway, I've got a yeah, handful your, of questions coming. Your Spotify coming. wrapped is going to be terrible. <laughs> oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to be the best. So I've got a few questions that I've prepared earlier that uh, my other two co-hosts here know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Hence the term "shoot from the hip." I'm going to throw these questions out, and they've just got to. They've just got to pull straight from the memory bank. They don't have time to sit and analyze. They've just got to throw their answers, throw their responses out and see if they land on the right answer. Or the question could be something where we're looking to sort of look at it retroactively at the end of the season to see if we were right with some predictions. So our first question is, I guess, open to interpretation. There's maybe no right or wrong answer, but I'd just be curious to see where you're going to put your heart. I think, Jono, you went first with these last time right sure, so it's yeah. back to tilby going first who knows anymore <laughs> we don't follow all right pay attention if you all right so guys if you were building a team from scratch as of today which one player in the league currently playing would you build that team around so you've got one player the rest of it, we're not going to get worried about the starting five or anything who's the player you want to build your team around starting from today tilby who's your man it's got to be devin booker the book. He's got the blinders on. Absolutely. I mean, you you threw it over home plate and I smashed it out of the park. So that's more made like it easy a little bunt, me. I think. You just <laughs> took the safe bunt. You've made it to first. Yeah, the safe pick. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. So you've gone with the heart pick. I mean, I'd probably put money on that the donk is going to be yeah. uh, Jono Peck's pick. Well, I was, I was like, I hope Tilby doesn't say Luca because, yeah, it's Luca. I think it's the only clear answer for me. Like, if you want to win, I mean, sure, Booker, whatever. But if you want to win, it's got to be the donk. Yeah, I had I had the donk there, but then I was like, what are, we, what are you looking for? Are you looking for, like, the best player in the world today or are you looking for someone that's young that's going to grow and potentially get better? Or do you want, like, a pseudo-vet? Like, would you go someone like a Kawhi Leonard, maybe? Mm, no. Because, <laughs> you know, he is still young enough, can play, you know, is still classed as one of the best players in the world uh but he's then you're going to probably lose out with him because he isn't much of a leader on the court like he's a you know hardly a man that says two syllables all season so i think donk would where i'd be yeah. i'd be leaning towards as well um, we're so predictable it's a it's a thing where it's an age-old question like I, mm. is it uh you're building a team 
like a dynasty or are you just trying to win one championship because if you're trying to win one championship then i mean i, I would take lebron james if, yeah if, i'd probably take lebron or kd or, kd yeah. as well yeah but like other guys i had like on my on my docket potentially like uh the joker could be another one because he's still pretty young. He's a That's bit of a unicorn at the center position. As well, like you, whether you want someone who's just going to be getting points and, and, and really sort of going at it as your first port of call or you get someone like Jokic who's going to be points, rebounds, assists, who's really doing everything on the floor and, and I mean, really contributing. So. Like Luca, yeah. yeah. yeah sure, or Giannis, sure, whatever. Like, does Giannis would get some love with some people, I reckon, as well. Like yeah. Everyone mm. loves Anatokounmpo. Yeah. That's fair. But he just needs a bit more of a shot, doesn't he? I wouldn't fault anyone for picking Giannis. All right. The next question in... Matt Tilby, (sighs) who is the current scoring leader based off of points per game? Who currently leads the league in points per game in the NBA this season? Is it not... I thought it was uh, Bradley Beal. Is that your answer? I, I don't know anymore. That's the problem. <laughs> we'll go with it. Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, man. JP, who are you going with? Uh, I would have said Beal too, so I'm not. I'm gonna just try and mix it up, and I'm gonna say who's had some monster games. Far out. I should be paying more attention. Uh, <laughs> this is meant to be from the hip, Lillard. Yeah, it's a slow hip. Yeah, it's a very. I'm, a, I'm an old like re- hip replacement. Well, uh, JP, you came in third because Lillard's currently averaging 28.1. KD is 31.2, and yeah, Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards, 34.9 points per game currently, rounding out that top five. Steph Curry, 27.9, and Joel Embiid, 27.7. He has been going hamburglar the last uh, week or two. Uh, it's good to see getting a lot of MVP talk, yeah, uh, Mr. Embiid, at the yeah. moment. All right, in the next question, who will finish up as the leader for rebounds per game this season? So I'll tell you the current top five, and then we're going to look at this one at the end of the season to see if we, we landed. So currently in fifth, DeAndre Ayton on 12.2 boards, uh, Sabonis 12.5, Rudy Gobert, 13.5. Clint Cabela, 14.5 after a couple of huge games this past week. And then Andre Drummond with 15.1 boards per game at the moment. Where are you placing your bets for the end of season rebounds per game champ? I think this is going to be one where I think Drummond closes it out. I think... He's just going to be there, you know, grabbing your, your 12 to 13 a game. It might be difficult for the other guys where they're sort of contributing a bit more. You know, guys like, like I said, Jokic, where they're contributing more on points and assists and, and probably not getting as many rebounds. So I think someone who's purely just a glass cleaner like Drummond is probably going to win this one. What about you, Australia's JP? I mean, where are you uh, putting your bet? I would have said Drummond, uh, but because Tilby said it, I've going to convince myself that Drummond is going to be splitting minutes with Jarrett Allen in Cleveland and that they won't necessarily trade him somewhere where he's able to continue grabbing all that roast beef, all those those 20-plus rebound games that he's been picking up lately. So I'm going to go with Capella, who's on my fantasy team and, and got me 53 points this week. 
You're going to go with Capella. So to make things interesting, I'm going to go with Rudy Gobert just to uh, see who comes out at the top come uh, end of season reflections. So and, uh, we'll see. Just, just to annoy Shaq as well. He's uh, yeah, piping off on that one. God, do you see that's the chatter he had, like the interview he did with Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell after the game? Just what a the dumpster, dumpster truck. Dump truck even. <laughs> dumpster truck. <laughs> I guess that could be a thing. It was just a mess. Shaq, mm. what, are you, what are you doing? He's Put your head yeah, in. I'm not a fan of his, uh, his, his analysis, if you can even call it that. Oh, yeah, no. he's, he's losing a lot of respect from me it for uh, the way he's acting. <laughs> okay, and the last shoot from the hip. Which team will be picking first overall come the next rookie draft? So this isn't talking final standings. Who's gonna, which team is going to have the first overall pick mm. in the next draft? Given that Minnesota literally just had it, uh, and I mean, it could all change. They could somehow get it two years in a row, which I don't think has ever happened before, has it? I feel like the Cavs have done yeah, that. I think the Cavs did. Cavs yeah. might yeah. Um, I think it's got to be the Pistons. Go on, the Pistons? Yeah. That's fair. I think- fair. Currently 3-13, and 13, so uh, they're certainly uh, laying, the, laying the platform for that mm. first overall pick. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cavs took Anthony Bennett and Wiggins in back-to-back seasons um, was that once that they had acquired or is that just purely for performance they got they they got them yeah they wow right. oh, they they may have traded for a pick that turned into one of them i think but I, I don't recall they also had Kyrie as a number one pick like two seasons prior yeah was that. that the same draft was that tristan thompson they got it four as yeah. well they had like the first yeah, and fourth one pick. and four yeah yeah. Oh, and Deion Waiters, I think they drafted him in like at yeah. number five. So that God. they've had so many, so many lottery picks. Uh, yeah. I am going. What was questioning? Oh, the lottery. Um, I mean, we've got these flattened odds now. So even if the Pistons are by far the worst team, it doesn't mean that much. I, I'm going to say the Wizards. The Wizards. The Wizards. All right, I was actually going to say the Wizards, but I'm going to have to pick someone from the Western Conference just to keep things interesting. And I'm going to say the Kings. I'm going to go the Kings, just so we've got a little bit of differentiation between our uh, our responses here. Hmm. But uh, the way the way those Wolves are playing, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up last in the league on, on record. But yeah, back-to-back first, doubtful, because I think one through four have an equal shot now. Yeah. yeah, at the at the first pick, so we'll see. Yeah, but that's it. That is the end of. God, my ears are bleeding. And on that note, we can uh, finally stop hearing that music and put to bed this episode of Hoop Dreams. Wait again. No, <laughs> please don't. If you have any questions, comments, queries, or complaints about the music that Brendan White is playing, you can always do so with the hashtag HoopDreams. You can always follow us on Twitter at WeAre8Bit, and you can always follow me on Twitter at It's Tilby. Brendan, where can people follow you? You can find me on Dem Socials at Brendan8Bit. And Jono? You can catch me at Jono himself. We just put up the Hot Rod Comedy Rewind last week, and we've got Clerks 2 coming up, so definitely check out Comedy Rewind if you into your 2000s comedies. If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. I feel like we'll have to do a semi-pro comedy rewind yeah. with the, the Hoop Dreams boys. It's on the, uh, it's on the doc- document. On the document, on the docket. <laughs> the doc- but uh, 
that is it for another episode of Hoop Dreams from myself, Matt Tilby, Brendan White, and John Opeck. It is goodbye for now. Take care. Bye. Bye. No, we're leaving that in. We are absolutely leaving that in. That's, uh, oh boy. That's what happens when you try and do these things live. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>